是。Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Before we get into Michigan TCU, Derek, you dropped some of the best knowledge or advice I think I've ever heard, and I I wanted to take a moment for you to repeat that for everybody here. Well, first off, you know, late Merry Christmas to you and everybody listening. Merry Christmas, Derek. You're the better man for saying that. I it skipped my mind. But you're about to find out why Derek is such a uh, bright, intelligent, down-to-earth person. Yeah, you know, for those who celebrate, uh, Christmas to me is is whenever you're with other people. You know, the people that you love most. Uh, you know, sometimes the old Christmas flu can, can keep family away on Christmas. And, you know, if you have to celebrate in January, you have to celebrate in January. It's still It's still Christmas at that point, so... Yeah, yeah, I would leave that what, for 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 everybody. When you said that, I just thought, man, everybody has to hear that, especially, you know, as things get canceled, moved around. Good, good thing to keep in mind, Derek. I wonder where do you where do you keep such a bright outlook on life? Yeah, there's this spot in kind of like the back left of my brain that's kind Perfect. of reserved for you know, like pure positivity. Uh, the rest of the negative brain takes over often, but when it when yeah. it gets a moment to shine, let me tell you, it's uh, it's special, and it usually <laughs> comes out when I, uh, you know, that pure positivity usually comes out when I'm drinking my pineapple juice with my whiskey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that that'll do it. Um, well, any kind of combination with whiskey, I think, will do it. And then when you get too much, though, it's back down to the jewelry you know, woe is me kind of stuff. But if, if you find a good balance, it, it can be really good for you. And then you, you say things like that, and I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, that's great. Um, Michigan TCU, 4 p.m. Saturday. First of all, where are you watching? I'll be at comfort of my home. You know, I'd love, love to say I could pick up one of those uh, cheap tickets that uh, now exist, but you can't find a flight. So Wait, how cheap? You know, I saw some stuff as low as 200 on the TCU side, around 300 on the Michigan side. But the reason being is, you know, Southwest, a, a big uh, Ooh, that's right. partner into that area must be has canceled like thousands and thousands of flights. I think people are having to get rid of their tickets last second. And I'm always up for a road trip. If you, if you, uh, you know, told me right now you wanted to drive, I'd probably do it. But yeah, I mean, more than likely going to watch from my home. What about you? Uh, well, I was going to say, like, at what point, you know, if tickets, let's say you found a ticket for 50 bucks, are you driving? Yeah, but you'd have to get going, like, pretty soon. Like, <laughs> Michigan, Indiana to to Phoenix, Arizona is That's... not not a short trip. Yeah, uh, Lodging's probably not going to be cheap very late. But, hey, I got some uh, friends, some family, I know some people. We could book a decent road trip, I'm sure, and, like, take a scenic route. But I'm going to be watching at my mom's house. I have got a uh, Christmas to go to early that afternoon. I'll be leaving early, going to my mom's. It'll be a small little thing, but, uh, you know, it's the only, one of the only places I would be okay watching the game at other than my house. So, and is it too, I'm not looking ahead. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to. Jeez, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't well, do this. No, do I just this. want to know. Like, Let's talk about it next week. 
<sighs> Fine. My answer is I don't have a plan. Okay. Just I don't either, there. but it's a Monday night, so it's always a tough, tough... Yeah. Uh... Oh, I always forget it's a Monday. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Gosh. like comfort of your home is, is probably... <laughs> That's the best bet. <laughs> I mean, we might, we might as well just talk about it. I mean, we just, we alluded to it. I think that's the best bet. Comfort of your own home. Maybe if hey, I could talk, talk about some this, people into coming here. We talk about this a lot. Hey, that would be, man, again, if it wasn't a Monday night, you're not that far away, but if it wasn't a Monday night, that'd be, and yeah, we talked about that too. Like who's around for New Year's Eve day, essentially to host to to watch a game and it just it kind of falls on a weird time where you know there's a lot of family christmas stuff going on and that that was one of the biggest complaints about this change when they had the first new year's eve games is like hey like we don't mind that it's on new year's eve you know in terms of like that being a holiday uh like you know long uh, uh, long gone are the days of like you know watching the dick clark show of you know, I'm going to watch the TV for seven <laughs> hours until the ball drops. So I don't mind watching college football until, you know, 12.05 if I have to. I don't care about the ball drop. But it paired with, you know, a lot of holiday celebrations. You know, that's a that's a free weekend where, you know, mostly everybody is, is usually off or can get it off. And, uh, you know, it's a big family weekend. So not, not ideal sometimes for that 4 p.m., uh, you know, college football playoff game. But, hey, if you're a Michigan fan – uh, there's a way to, to watch uh, usually. And, and, you know, you and I are always going to find a way no matter where we're at. So when it comes to TCU here, what is your initial gut feeling? You're like, you know, positivity, so-so, where, where are you? So I think this is definitely a winnable game. I think, you know, analytics experts would, would uh, say that too. The, the line seven and a half as a Wednesday night. It's fluctuated a little bit. Uh, they're expecting some some points in this game, nearly uh, 30 apiece. Uh, you know, obviously, probably not 30 apiece. So I'm not expecting a 30-30 tie. That'd be, you know, one heck of a college <laughs> football playoff game if it was. But, you know, an over-under, just under 60. You've got two great quarterbacks. You've got two uh, great running backs. You know, if Blake Corum was around, you'd feel even better. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, TCU has an excellent, excellent receiver. Um I'd say Michigan has a better defense, though. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, what can TCU do on offense against Michigan's defense that, you know, gives up big plays, gives up points, uh, but not very often. You know, it's it's hard to find a, uh, a team that you, you know, outside of a Georgia or Ohio State maybe on a better day that could consistently put up points against Michigan. This TCU offense is definitely capable of doing so, uh, again, with with some playmakers, but yeah, I think Michigan's offense can can go toe to toe with TCU's offense, and I think TCU's defense just not quite as good. Don't want to call them bad. I, I think that they're still an excellent team. Uh, you know, they only have the one loss, uh, and it was a close one. But overall, feeling more confident than if Michigan were playing either of the other two teams in the college football playoff, and that includes a team Michigan's already beat this season. That does, and I feel the same way you do. And I think a lot of people would. Um be lying to themselves if they said oh you know i wish michigan was getting a crack at ohio state in the semifinal do you really do you really tcu um you know a good team obviously they're they're here in the playoff but you stack all four of these teams up and and they're number four 
um, if you were, you know, putting them in, in order. So I think this is the best draw you could get if you're Michigan. Uh, TCU has this really scrappy style, though. They've got a flair for the dramatic. If you've paid attention to Big 12 football this season, and obviously so much of that has to do with Max Duggan, a quarterback, a Heisman finalist, just a guy who um, he he puts his body on the line like more than maybe any other quarterback I can remember. Almost has like an Andrew Luck physicality to him, if you know what I mean. If if TCU is going to be successful in this game. I can't imagine any other way than through Max Duggan and any other way than him slinging the ball, uh, running, being physical. I mean, it's going to have to be that type of game for TCU. Everywhere else, I think the edge pretty much goes to Michigan. Um, I don't don't really see uh, TCU being able to run the ball very successfully in a traditional sense. You know, you could definitely get some good scramble yards just like any mobile quarterback. Um, I, th- I think Michigan is physical enough up front on both sides of the ball that that shouldn't be much of an issue. If J.J. McCarthy can find his rhythm again through the air, uh, what is he at, six touchdown passes through the last two games there against Ohio State and Purdue, and then one really bad interception. I mean, those things are all working in Michigan's favor. So when it comes to TCU, it's like Max Duggan or nothing. At least that's the way it feels, right? Yeah, and I think because of the way he plays, how hard he plays, and like you said, putting his body on the line, like he is, you know, the way TCU plays football is the way he plays football. And, you know, the quarterback is the most important position for a reason. Uh, His team, you know, literally plays as he plays. Uh, They've been in a lot of close games. They've come from behind. They've beat up on teams. You know, they've found a way to win every game except for the Big 12 championship and, and that was, you know, because they faced a team that had already seen him once uh, and they still played him really well. And he played, you know, pretty much injured that game. So all things will go through Max Duggan. He's, again, he's got uh, Kendra Miller running back who, you know, probably finds a lot of success because of their success in the passing game. Uh, you know, he has great numbers, you know, Blake Corum's been out for a while, but, you know, his numbers are pretty similar to Blake Corum's. Uh, so they have capable players on both sides of the ball. I just feel like if Michigan can play sound football, avoid the turnovers, you know, JJ looked really good in the last two games, uh, looking like more of a complete quarterback than any point in his career. But even in the Purdue game, he had a moment where he just let one sail for no reason. And it was a really bad interception. Uh, You definitely cannot uh, have those types of plays in the college football playoff. You know, I can think of a game where Cornelius Johnson had a really bad fumble, I think, against Illinois. Uh, You can't have those types of plays. So I think if Michigan plays sound football, they can check off the rust that's inevitable for all of these teams that play in bowl games or playoff games. Uh, But, yeah, I think Michigan will will ultimately win this one. But it's not a team that I feel like Michigan's going to be able to put away very easily, if, if at all. You know, it might come down to the final few possessions and likely so one being a college football playoff game uh with you know all the attention it's going to get uh with a national championship appearance on the line and two just because that's how tcu plays games uh you you look at this matchup and and i think it's favorable again in the sense of who who michigan could have played you don't want to see georgia right away you don't really want to see ohio state right away but if you can win this game you want either of those opponents. You want to beat Ohio State for a third time in a row, and you want to uh, have a chance, another shot at Georgia, who uh, 
you know, embarrassed you last year in the college football playoff. But if there's one thing that's, you know, really notable this year, it's, and, and Ronnie Bell was kind of saying it himself when he was interviewed, like, guys don't even want to go out. This is a business trip. They want to win this game. Uh, and they want to, you know, stay alive to, to play another one in a Monday night in a couple of weeks. So it'll be a good one. Uh, but yeah, I, I see it being close. Uh, and hopefully we'll have a good game uh, favoring the Wolverines. I was curious when you mentioned, you know, it's obviously it's a college football playoff game, but the semifinal games have been notoriously not close. And I, I looked this up really quick and uh, this predates last year's um, college football playoff, but both semifinal games were pretty lopsided. So it's not like this would have changed much, but basically we're looking at an average margin of victory of 20.9 points. So basically 21 points in the semifinal games, which leads me to a hypothetical here. Okay. So Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, TCU, you don't know who wins either game, but you're told one of them was um, a blowout or at least, you know, not very close. It was in this 21 point uh, window. Who do you like? What game do you think resulted in that blowout? You know, that's really tough. It's tough, isn't it? I can see it going either way. You know, I think Michigan playing the best game uh, of the season or or like one of their best games of the season. You know, we saw what they did to Ohio State. Ohio State's not a bad team. They're literally a playoff team. Ohio State could beat Georgia. TCU can beat Michigan. Uh, I'll probably pick Georgia because I think that they just seem so far above and beyond what they did last year to Michigan, what they've done all season, uh, and what they, you know, can do again this year. Uh, Georgia seems like the heavy favorite. I think Michigan's resume, even with a lopsided non-conference of, you know, facing terrible teams, I think Michigan could, you know, have a say for being the number one team in the country with probably the most quality win of anyone this season. Uh, You know, again, beating the number four team in the nation who's still playing for a championship. Yeah, I don't see TCU blowing out Michigan, and I don't really see Ohio State blowing out Georgia. Uh, I'm hoping for closer games. I think paired with uh, New Year's Eve and the the busy family season, uh, the expensive tickets, yeah, a 20.9 average margin of victory <laughs> is insane for when you're considering uh, the best four teams in the country. But again, let's be honest, like nobody was beating Georgia last year after they had lost in the SEC championship. And it just felt that way. It felt that way the way they played Michigan. It felt that way early in the in the Georgia-Alabama game, even though Alabama, you know, made it a little bit tougher on them. You've had years where there's been just absolute blowouts, but then that team goes on to, to lose in the championship. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say either team, Michigan or Georgia, has the ability to, uh, you know, win by 20-plus but it'd take a really, really well-executed game. Uh, I think Michigan's capable of, of playing uh, some of their best football. Uh, there just seems to be a, a different vibe this year than last year. All around, like, hey, we were happy to be there last year. Uh, we're here to win it this year. Uh, yeah, step one is winning at 4 p.m. in Phoenix. Uh, and hopefully they're not overlooking this team. Uh, you know, you want to play for a national championship, but you absolutely have to take care of business. Uh, this weekend. Now, a game within a game here, I'm really curious to see the way TCU approaches 
things uh, defensively. You know, you just watched Ohio State kind of sell out on stopping the run, and that was without Blake Corum. They were still dedicated to doing that. And uh, you saw how that worked out for them not very well. If you're TCU dealing, trying to dealing, uh, trying to uh, trying to deal with uh, Donovan Edwards, who, by the way, I don't know if you saw, but he apparently has a smaller cast on his hand. Uh, there's some portion of practices that are open to media, and uh, you know who knows what that means, or it could have been a you know, trick of the camera or something. Anyway, but. Um, yeah, as, as healthy as he can be, obviously, without Blake Corum, that's just a huge, huge bonus. But if you're TCU, you know, do you take your chances and try to make J.J. McCarthy beat you, or do you sort of play it straight up and and you're you know at that point you're gambling with uh, what what a lot of people see as the best offensive line of the country and, and a and a running back core that that is still very good even without Blake Corum. So I think this game is going to be really interesting. Uh, one thing I've noticed more and more on college football as I've gotten older is just the amount of, you know, how, how scripted, you? Well, you know, 31 in March, <laughs> okay. how scripted the first few possessions are offensively and defensively. I think a lot of that, what they've said, you know, they're going to make JJ McCarthy beat them. Uh, I think a lot of that can be coach speak. Yeah, sure. I think, I don't think TCU is going to sell out on the run, but Michigan's going to come in. They're going to try to establish the run early. Uh, they're going to use JJ on third down or whatever down they need him to, to make a play, whether with his feet or with his arm. Uh, and I think early on, you're going to, you know, maybe see kind of a slower paced game. Michigan's more likely to go down early. Uh, and, and my, you know, I can see Michigan coming out not establishing the run, not converting on a third down. And then TCU's potent offense, you know, scores and, and Michigan takes a while to adjust on defense. We saw that against Ohio state. Uh, you know, Marvin Harrison had an incredible catch from C.J. Stroud, which I believe they took the lead on that play, and that was, you know, well into the second quarter. So I yeah. think there's going to be some back and forth, but if Michigan can come out and play balanced football, you know, get a run for a first down, you know, connect on a couple of passes, uh, I think TCU will ultimately play Michigan straight up. Uh, you know what J.J. McCarthy is capable of. You want to try to make him uncomfortable and force him into mistakes. Uh, and you know that Michigan's running game, though good, is still overall limited. You know, when you have Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, you're the best running game in the country. When you only have one of them, you know, you're still probably top 10, top five. But, you know, can a guy like CJ Stokes come in uh, and give Donovan Edwards a rest and run for, you know, positive yards? Can he get a six yard gain on second down? Uh, if you can establish someone like CJ Stokes, who's had a month to, to work himself into the system, rely on a uh, Mullings to, to continue to pick up those short yardage downs. Uh, you know, I saw that you know, AJ Henning is, was not fully dressed. So, you know, a guy that they've utilized in the run game before too, but overall Michigan will play balanced football. Uh, and the best thing you could see is a little bit of both early uh, and just saying, Hey, we're a good football team. You're going to have to stop us either way. Uh, we're going to have success doing both. And Oh, by the way, you know, our defense came to play too. Some good news uh, defensively for Michigan is that it looks like Mike Morris will be ready to go on the defensive line. That's a big pickup uh, for for a group that's going to need to play really well against a quarterback like Max Duggan, have to get after him, finish plays. Um, it seems like he's one of those quarterbacks, you know, you think the play is done and the next thing you know, he's 15 yards downfield or he's making some ridiculous throw and it's like, how did you not get him down? Um, 
that's going to be really big for Michigan to have him back. And, and, you know, we, we talked about the way Ohio state started uh, the game against Michigan and and really through the first half, it, it looked like a pretty normal game. Like it felt like, well, Michigan's really fortunate to like be in this one right now. And then things really changed in the second half. And it wasn't just offensively for Michigan. It was defense really settling in. You saw some uh, great individual plays. You saw, uh, uh, what, uh, what really looked like, like it was confusing, uh, CJ Stroud, uh, making him indecisive. Can you give TCU a half before you settle in? Do you think that works again? I mean, you're playing with fire, you know, they've done it so many times down to Penn state, down to Rutgers, what down or close to being down to Illinois, Indiana, Indiana, Ohio. I mean, you, you're the best second half team in the country, but at some point you probably want to be winning the first half and still play well <laughs> Yes. in the second half. I wouldn't allow, you know, too big of a lead. Yeah. Can you be evenly matched like against Purdue? Sure. Uh, and then, you know, run away with it. But I think with Mike Morris back, if he is back, uh, I think Michigan, you know, even if the, the scout team, they are, they've got to be so much better prepared now to face uh, a guy like Max Duggan, you know, even just putting Alex Orgy back there, maybe he can't make the throws, but that's an example of, you know, the, the pass rush gets a little bit too deep. Uh, you know, a quarterback steps up or takes off like Max, Max Duggan can do. He had a huge run in the in the Big 12 championship game. He's had plenty this season. Like you've got quarterbacks, including J.J. McCarthy, who can stretch, uh, you know, defenses with their legs. And so hopefully Michigan will be well prepared for a guy as talented uh, as Max Duggan, a Heisman finalist for a good reason. Uh, you know, you can get to him, you can allow pressure, but Sometimes guys like that, you know, including JJ McCarthy, they thrive when they can get it out of the pocket. Uh, so this is where we see, you know, how good Michigan's defense is, how well of an executed plan uh, Jesse Minter can put together, you know, what they can throw. Cause they absolutely did confuse CJ Stroud to the point where, you know, when he scrambles late and kind of flings it, trying to make a play and throws an interception or gets sacked, you know, one of them that maybe could have been a fumble. Uh, you know, desperate heave that throws it for an interception late. Like he was very, very uncomfortable like he was the year before. Uh, and so I feel very confident that if Michigan's in this thing, that I don't think Max Duggan will have a field day. If he does, bad news for Michigan. But I think that they'll do it just enough defensively to make him uncomfortable at times to at least make the, you know, the, the possessions unpredictable uh, and give them to give themselves a chance to get off the field and allow their offense to go to work. All right, last thing here before we do uh, some predictions, but and this is going to be challenging. I'm taking away J.J. McCarthy and Donovan Edwards. So which player, and I don't care if we go offense, defense, heck, special teams, which player do you think shows up in the biggest way against TCU? But you can't pick J.J. McCarthy or Donovan Edwards. I'm going to say Junior Colson. Uh, going defense, me too. With his athletic ability, uh, you know, you could put Mike Barrett up there too, uh, especially as a run stopper. But I think Junior Colson's ability to uh, affect a game at the linebacker position, especially at the start of that second level with a mobile quarterback, uh, I think someone like that is going to have to make some plays. And, and I think he's very capable 
of doing so. Um, I, the defense is going to have to play really well against a potent offense, but I'll go Junior Colson. I'm I'm sticking defense, and I think I'm going to go Will Johnson. I I was kind of floating around these cornerbacks, but I think Will Johnson's the guy. I mean, these corners are going to have a lot of chances to make plays. They're going to be involved a lot, and you can't expect them to win every one. Very similar to the way you approach things against a team like Ohio State. It's like C.J. Stroud's going to get his yards, but what are you doing uh, when they get you know to the 35-yard line or in the red zone? How are you playing then? Because that that'll determine the outcome of the game, not so much – are you shutting things down? You saw him with two interceptions in the Big Ten Championship game. I thought he had a case to be that game's MVP. I thought that would have been really cool. But I, I think Bill Johnson's a guy, as a freshman, who who is primed, ready to step up in, in this type of environment and be uh, you know, that X factor, that guy who makes big play after big play, going toe-to-toe with an offense that's definitely going to test him and and everybody else in the back end and the secondary uh, for that defense. So that's who I got. And I think it's interesting we both went defense. I think we we both understand the the threat that, that TCU's offense can pose. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, technically, in our defense, pun intended, <laughs> when you eliminate Donovan Edwards, okay. you eliminate, <laughs> eliminate J.J. McCarthy, you can't really pair a wide receiver. Or a tight end, because that would imply that J.J. McCarthy... said... Am I going to go with the offensive line? You could have said Colston Loveland. Right, but who gets gets Colston Loveland the ball? J.J. McCarthy does, but... um, I mean, let's take... Let's take Cornelius Johnson's first touchdown against Ohio State. Who did the work on that play? I mean, McCarthy handled pressure really well. Ohio State cornerback by not tackling... According to saying. Jim Knowles, five play man, five <laughs> plays away. Let me tell you, if TCU can just eliminate those five plays, they'll, oh they have a chance gosh. on this one. No, you're, a... you're you're spot on. But I, I think choosing defense for both of us is, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's who has to step up against you know a TCU who you could say has one of the best offenses in the nation. And I'll tell you what, if Will Johnson has that breakout game, there'd be other than JJ McCarthy, you know, continuing to be a good quarterback. I, I don't think I could be more excited about anyone, you know, other than Will Johnson and, and JJ McCarthy. If Will Johnson has a good game against TCU's top receiver, you feel really good about Michigan's future. Uh, yeah. The way he played in the Big Ten Championship against a good quarterback who was, you know, maybe forcing things eventually, trying to stay in the game. He looks really good. Charles Woodson knows he looks really good. He wears that same number. You hate to do comparisons, but the way he's played as of late and the way he stepped up and is likely Michigan's best cornerback. Yeah, too. big it's moments, just, big games. Yeah. Like if someone's gonna have a breakout game, you know, I would rather see Will Johnson than anyone on defense. All right. Um I'm gonna take Michigan here thirty five to twenty five. I think uh, I think Michigan is going to keep finding the end zone. That's been a really great development in the, like the last quarter of the season, um, finishing drives. And, you know, I don't know if TCU is going to find that spurt in the beginning of the game or early in the second half, even late uh, trying to make a comeback. I mean, I know it's out there. I'm, I'm confident that the Horned Frogs are going to find something. 
I just think Michigan's got it defensively. They've got enough to like make sure TCU isn't getting up into high thirties into the forties, you know, really making this a shootout. So I, I feel pretty good in saying, you know, Michigan's got this game by 10 and I feel like, I feel like it's not um, an unimaginable situation at all where TCU, you know, just manages 25 points and maybe doesn't have the best offensive game that you've seen from them, uh, you know, especially given the way they've looked throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, to that point, they only scored 17 in the win against Texas. Now they've scored, you know, well over that in other games. Um, Yeah, first thing I'll say, I hope for an injury-free football game, there's nothing worse than seeing guys go down at the end of the season, especially those who have professional aspirations. It just completely changes uh, the course of a game. Uh, But I got Michigan in this one. Uh, I've got uh, 33, uh, sorry, 31 to 23. Okay, wait, how do you get to 31? Uh, I feel like we do this every week. What's the math to 31? Four touchdowns and a field goal. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't that complicated. <laughs> so four touchdowns, like field a, goal. A 31 is always an odd number, but 31, 23 means, you know, what, maybe three field goals for TCU, uh, you know, allowing points, but, you know, uh, wins, you know, only allowing TCU to get three instead of seven. Uh, that's been a theme for Michigan's defense. You know, they might get down to the red zone, but Michigan's defense is, is held strong. You know, it's just over the spread, eight points. Uh, I think we'll have a close game. I think it'll be a good game, but ultimately I think Michigan's got something special enough to, to keep the ride going. And if you, you know, if it's Ohio State's revenge tour or Georgia just being as good as they are, uh, you feel a lot better than last year if you win this one. Uh, obviously you feel better than ever before if you win a, a national championship in this new format that's you know soon to be expired. So I got a Michigan win. Uh, be the first time we see a playoff win if they do so, uh, but much more to come uh, if that's the case. Hey, by the way, with just like maybe a minute here, what are we making of Michigan basketball? Yeah, I know I'm you throwing know, you in the fire here, but... It's been a weird one. Not super impressed. I okay. think they have a lot to figure out. You know, we we talk about this a little bit. You've got, you know, a freshman point guard, you know, a Kobe Bufkin, who's also, you know, uh, being asked to be a different player, a scoring point guard. Uh, you know, Proven to be a volume scorer, though. Yeah, absolutely. And he looks really good. Doug McDaniel, you know, is going to always hit the bench first. Uh, Kobe Bufkin is going to take over the point. Uh, and at some point you'll see both of them, uh, uh, you know, kind of share that role when they're both on the court. Um, but yeah, they have a lot to figure out. You know, you've got a couple of games, uh, early, uh, well, when we were playing steam, you don't even know if that one's televised. Uh, but then a couple of, you know, big 10 games to start, uh, the new year, uh, some good ticket sales, uh, according to you miss B-ball. Uh, so I might try to go to one of the games, but yeah, I mean they've got a they've got a whole Big Ten season to figure out who they are. Uh, if they don't halfway through the Big Ten season, I'm worried about their tournament chances. Speaking of tickets, you can go to the Central Michigan game on Thursday for as low as thirty eight dollars, apparently. And then a Is home it? game. Well, a home game against Maryland, uh, three days later is nine dollars why is central michigan why is the central michigan ticket so much is it just the in-state intrigue 
that or something to do in the holiday season. But isn't Maryland a January one game? Yeah. I saw that because the ticket deal they advertised was like a $15 ticket with fees waived directly from the UMish site. So, or MGO Blue. So, I don't really know what to make of that. Oh hey, my God. It's another Big Ten Plus game. Is that what it is? Central Michigan. Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, unless good I go thing in I didn't person, cancel that yet. Unless I go in person tomorrow night, I won't be watching that. It's just 10 bucks. <laughs> Maybe I can just give you my login. Do I want to watch Michigan go toe-to-toe with another MAC team and pay for it? I mean... Also, doesn't the guy like Ant Wright do like the stream on Twitter thing anyway? I'll just watch him and listen to his audio. It's probably better broadcasting than whoever's on BTN+. Plus. <laughs> oh, don't do them like that. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen that in a while. Go check it out, though, I guess. Report back. We'll do. Let us know. Uh, we'll get back next week, hopefully, you know, previewing a national championship game. We can keep brushing off basketball a little bit. Um, who would you rather play? Who would you rather Michigan play, Ohio State or, or Georgia? Listen, I'm all about uh, a third opportunity to beat Ohio State, but I think Michigan's goal was to beat the state. a third? Third win in a row. Um, oh. oh, okay. That makes sense. I was thinking only this season. Okay. So, you know, it's the end of the show. You're a little, you're a little tired, exhausted. Maybe that Jack Daniels has hit you a little bit. No, I mean, you can go for three in a row against Ohio State, beat, beat your rival twice in one year for the national championship. That would be the coolest way to, to win a national championship. But Michigan's goals this season were to, you know, uh, beat the States, win the Big Ten championship, and win the national championship. And I really don't think there's any way sweeter, especially from a national perspective, as much as the other game would probably be, you know, the, the highest viewed championship of all time, uh, beating Georgia. You know, that's a team that beat you last year uh, and got in the way of uh, an eventual goal. So I'd rather see Georgia, I guess. Uh, I'd feel better if you lose to Georgia because they're the number one team in the nation. Uh, it would be horrible to beat Ohio State and then lose them in the national championship. So yes. I'll, I'll go Georgia. Okay. I think that's a good answer. Um, I think I'll go with you. I'm kind of 50-50, but I'll pick Georgia too. Let's win this so weekend we'll first, though. Let, let's let's make sure let's, we enjoy yeah, ourselves, you know, uh, have a good time this weekend. Happy New Year to everybody. Either way, a Happy new, new year, year will turn by the time we talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I hope it's uh, good news for Michigan fans. Absolutely. So we'll catch you uh, next week. Like I said, hopefully previewing a national championship. Until then, take care out there. Go Blue. Go Blue.